WSB's Eric Erickson. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is active. That guarantees you'll hear breaking news, weather, and traffic alerts immediately during Hannity and during Atlanta's evening news 5 to 7. Depend on it. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. And hey, that- Sean. Hey, Jamie, how are you? All right, how about yourself today? Uh, I'm good. I was still I mad at you yesterday because you got to go to the Supreme Court, but I... That's okay. We're, That's still, okay. we're still friends. All right. You get to do cool stuff sometimes. Don't worry. I just put a new story up at yep. uh, my blog at jamiedupree.com. The state of Texas, you know, involved in the legal fight with the feds over uh, the president's executive actions, has charged in a new submission in federal court that was just put in today by the attorney general of Texas that the Obama administration began handing out thousands of work permits to people illegally in the U.S. well before... The February February eighteenth yeah. start of that uh, hundred thousand right was exactly they said in court document uh, uh, sent in this week that about one hundred thousand people who had already received remember back in twenty twelve you had the program the DACA deferred action program for the young people who were brought here illegally by their parents they had received a two year deferral so they could stay in the country for two years and not have to worry about being deported those were running out. And so the the feds renewed those permits for them to stay, but they renewed them under the extended and expanded program that the president had announced. And nobody really knew that that was happening, because if you go to the website and I I, I saved this graphic from the uh, the Immigration Services website where it said they weren't even taking applications and requests for expanded DACA until February the 18th. That's why that judge got involved just before that date and and put in that temporary injunction. This this move by the state of Texas to ask for a bit more information. They're not saying that the feds have been since have been handing these out since the injunction was leveled by the judge. Let's let's be clear on that. This happened before that that evidently they were quietly handing out these three-year deferrals for deportation and work permits starting back, I think, on November the 24th. But nobody really understood that they were going ahead and doing that. Wow. Pretty unbelievable. Pretty arrogant. So it seems like that was planned and orchestrated, in other words. Is- well, there was, there was, there was a reference to a memo that was issued by the Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, in which, you know, they gave the thumbs up to start on this. And again, these are not I can understand. I I can totally understand the bureaucratic mindset on this that, well, these are not new applications. We're not accepting requests for new. These are people who are already in the program and their their deferrals were running out. So we're just we're just renewing them. I, I can totally hear somebody saying that. But at the same time, yes, okay. But at the same time, instead of just for a two year period, they were they were giving them the new three year extension that the president had uh, had rolled out in his executive action. So, you know, what's interesting is that, think about it, Sean, it's been over two and a half weeks now since that judge got involved down in South Texas, handed out that temporary injunction that stopped the implementation of the president's immigration actions. The, the administration had threatened to go to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals two days later, you know, more than two weeks ago. But they've been slowed down, and, and judging from the, the constant submissions in this every day with stuff coming in from both sides... You know, this just shows you this may take a little while for this thing to percolate through the courts here. Mm-hmm. And I would fully anticipate just by the way this has played out on this first step of an emergency stay. I mean, it just seems to me this is one of those things that will go to the Fifth Circuit. It'll take a bunch of time through then. It may well end up at the U.S. Supreme Court and and more. I, I, I sort of figure we'll be back at the court, not for the health law next term, but maybe for immigration. I think you may very well be right. You know, it's amazing, too, that... You know, there is constitutional authority. Congress has, and they have been uh, too timid 
too uh, afraid of their own shadows that they're going to be blamed for a government shutdown and unwilling to fight that fight. I think this was a big mistake. There's a lot of anger out there. I don't know. If- well, you know what? Um, I mean, think of it, though. Uh, the House, I mean, last year, even before the elections, it was I think it was either July 31st or August 1st of last year, the House voted to roll back the original DACA move. They voted as well to block the the president's immigration actions and the original DACA again. You know, they have been able to at least try something. Obviously, the the Republicans don't have the votes and the math they need in the Senate. I mean, we can we can debate about tactics and more, but I, I guess I would think that in the months ahead, it would seem even if they're not going to get anywhere with those plans, that they've got to at least roll them out again and sort of vote on a number of things again and get that through the House and try to get it onto the Senate floor as well. Let's talk about the subpoena that is out there now for Hillary Clinton, this email scandal, the foreign donation scandal, the revelation about uh, Benghazi and the State Department knew from the opening minutes that it was a terror attack. And this has not been a good uh, two week period for the Clintons. No, I, and I would say this again. Uh, I, I don't think that just on its face that this is like going to uh, tip her over and cause her to, you know, be knocked out as a possible candidate. But just taken together with all the other things that are out there, it begins to get on a, this drip, drip, drip daily basis kind of thing where the GOP opposition is already after. And I know for a lot of people out there, they just tune it out. Oh, you know, nobody liked Hillary, blah, blah, blah. And so they're not going to listen. But I, I just think that this has legs in the way that it's come out. You know, the fact that they set up their own email server and everything like that. And what did I see a story today about some ambassador who got in trouble during the Obama administration for setting up his own email server, basically. And basically, this was one of the big reasons he was let go. Yeah. And so, you know, just the little stuff and, and more than anything, it gives Republicans something else to sort of it, it's like. It's like watching the old, uh, uh, you know, heavyweight fights. You keep jabbing and jabbing and jabbing, and you hope sooner or later you open up a cut or, you you know, you hit the other guy enough. Th- this is what it sort of reminds me of. It just gives the Republicans something to keep after. And who knows? Sometimes when you shake the tree long enough, something else falls out. Yeah. But uh, I know uh, it certainly the... does keep her on the defensive and doesn't allow her just to sort of move forward unencumbered without any problem. I think that but I, I think this is deeper because now she's going to have to go testify. Hopefully this time it'll be under oath. Remember, she was the only one the last time that wasn't under oath. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny thinking about the possibility of her testifying. It's this whenever it happens, and I'm sure it will, it'll be a real test for the Republicans, because what what they'll have to do at that point in time is really take a very deep breath and try not to get ahead of themselves on it, because, you know, she's no rookie in in the midst of these kind of things. And uh, it's not just any witness. It's not just some slob from the uh, from the the innards of the State Department that you're going to put up there or anything like that. So you got to be ready and you can't rush anything like that, because if you rush it and you take a shot at her and it doesn't hit, then it almost insulates her for the future. Well, it could. And there's a part of me knowing the Clintons and and watching them all their years in office that uh, I suspect that this is all a big dump. I think that they want to get they probably have figured out their vulnerabilities and and certainly this email issue they knew was a big problem and they knew that foreign donations was going to be a big issue and a big story and a big problem. And the Benghazi issue was eventually going to, you know, surface that they knew. And I think that probably they they prefer at this moment in time to get it all out there at once. 
Well, sometimes it leads to other things. That'll be the big question. Yeah. What is Congress saying about it, though? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of disgust in the halls of Congress about it. You know, it's funny. uh, One of my colleagues uh, tried to talk to a bunch of Democrats yesterday about it. And, you know, they they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't really know anything about it. That that tweet overnight by Mrs. Clinton to sort of say, "Okay, I'll release things. I mean, by the way, did you see my tweet back? I said, Hillary, you have them. Why don't you just release them now? So no. And and Jeb Bush said something very, very similar to that, I think, is what I saw. But, yeah, it's uh, you're right. It would I I just think back of all the times I've covered the Clintons through the years. And there always seems to be, you know, okay, yeah, we'll release everything. And then it takes a while. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you get off on something else. And we'll see what comes out, Uh, because obviously, even if she was getting emails on a, a server, she was sending stuff to State Department officials, wouldn't you think? Along the uh, way, uh, had to. How could she not? So therefore, they've got copies of those already on the State Department server, right? Hundred percent. Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's I mean, you the- would think though. If I'm if I work for the State Department and I'm a high ranking official and I'm sending stuff to her and we're going back and forth, you know, that M- email may- is being. Captured. But now you've got to get it the back way, or you know, like Huma and uh, Felipe Reigns or close associates. I would assume if they are caught up in this, which their reports are that say, in fact, they were, then I've got to imagine that maybe key people were told, don't don't do this in a way that we could ever get caught. You know, there was a wink and a nod and, a, you know, because, hey, look, everybody that I know that works for government, there is explicit detail, training and knowledge given to everybody that this Federal Records Act is real and that you better abide by the law. And and even, you know, listen to the comments of the Obama administration. They're caught off guard by this and they can't answer the questions about this either. Well, that's true. But uh, unfortunately for us uh, uh, on the journalism side, all the different Freedom of Information Act requests that have been out there, the AP has really been pushing hard because they've got several that are in several years outstanding, just asking for simple kind of records requests related to these things. And. You know, I know the times when I've submitted FOIAs, and if you don't ask for the silver bullet question, you, they're not going to just sort of give you anything. And, yeah, it makes you wonder because uh, it's stuff that, that should be out there. You know, she's not the first one, obviously, to try to circumvent. I mean, what was it? The EPA chief uh, that used to be there was using a, a fake name uh, in terms of email and more. If I remember correctly, there have been other instances where uh, news organizations have asked for emails and then they find out that the the person in charge is using a pseudonym or something like that, making it impossible to find out emails. And, yeah, it just raises that question of, uh, yeah, is, well, why are you doing this and was there something to hide? Uh, I, I To me, it's just so typical of the Clintons. It just is what you would expect in administration. There's so many unknowns here. And here's where the Democrats, I think, have miscalculated. They they put all their eggs in one little basket. And I know O'Malley is making, you know, you know, some rumblings that he wants to run. And I know earlier on that there was talk of Elizabeth Warren and she may want to run. But then Hillary had to sit down with her. But really, this is they put all their eggs in the basket of Hillary. Well, the Democratic bench is not very strong. I think anybody who just looks at it in an honest way, uh, the Republican bench is much stronger. It's a much stronger Republican field than four years ago, frankly. And they can go several deep if somebody stumbles or or, or decides to go a different way. Yeah. But the Democratic bench, really, you, you don't have as much of that. 
And yeah, I know people like O'Malley gets mentioned or Webb. I don't know. I don't think that they're seen as real serious players. Really, right now, there's probably only two names that are out there in terms of somebody that Democrats might really sit up and say, okay, they could take, you know, they could really jump in there and go. One would be Elizabeth Warren and the other would be the vice president. I, I think realistically, those are about the only two right now. Well, I think Joe Biden. I mean, we had news yesterday. Well, as I said, the vice president. Yeah, well, I mean, we had Joe Biden's one of his top consultant advisors, fundraisers, et cetera. He was out there yesterday. It seemed like taking he was little jabs. Yep. Yeah. Taking little jabs at, at Hillary. Uh, I also sense that there's a rift between the Clintons and Obamas that's always existed. Well, there has been for years. There yeah, has been, I, but it's now rearing its ugly head. I mean, we saw yeah, the we'll 60 see. Minutes, you know, goodbye, I love you, Hillary interview. Uh, we all knew that was fake and phony. So, anyway, what else is happening there? Uh, well, one little funny thing here. Uh, the We had snow, and we're having snow here in D.C. today. The federal government Did you see that Delta were, Airlines plane at LaGuardia? Yeah, that was a little much, a little scary there. It just stopped short of the water there, wow. I saw. Frightening. We had the the Capitol Police uh, today backed off and finally let people go sledding out on the backside of the Capitol on the west front. Uh, there's a little hill out there. It's nothing huge, but some of the families in the Capitol Hill area like to come there, and the police had basically shooed them away. And the local D.C. delegate in Congress, Eleanor Holmes Norton, had been pushing the police to just leave everybody alone and let them have some fun out there. But they cited, and it's in law, I found the statute from uh, 1876 that says the Capitol Police will not allow anybody to uh, do and have any games or anything like that out on the Capitol grounds because it could tear up the turf. And so after 9-11, the police said no more, no more for sledding out on the uh, the Capitol lawn, but they let them do it today. Just a one-day exception, or is this going we'll to be see. an ongoing the, the, policy well, to allow sledding the, on federal property? Just yesterday, the police board said, no, we're not going to do that. But they had a lot of people show up and sort of using social media to drive I'm even more I'm surprised they didn't there. arrest the little children and put them in handcuffs. How dare you sled on government property? little civil disobedience, my friend. Maybe yes. It could be a little, you know, sledding. Uh, you know, you've heard about Don't you know, sled operation. on me instead of don't tread on me? Don't sled on me. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to sled on you. How's that? <laughs> All right. Jamie Dupree in Washington. See you, Sean. Appreciate it. Toll free, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, awesome Hannity tonight. Full, complete coverage of the Clinton meltdown that is now occurring and what the Democrats are going to do. We'll go into all the details of all of this. Uh, now, at the top of the next hour, we're going to talk to the two attorneys in the Ferguson case. Now that the Justice Department said there was no hands up, don't shoot moment. Oh, really? When's the apology coming from Obama? Holder. Sharpton. Anyway, we have the attorneys coming up. We'll have full coverage of that on Hannity tonight. And Coulter is going to weigh in on the negotiation with Iran. You know who else is joining us? Kurt Schilling. His daughter was cyberbullied bad, and he went after them hard. And these guys broke the law. And they're talking about horrific rape, horrible things online. What should these laws be? What would you do if it was your daughter? And then you get to see, we're going to compare my workout routine with Obama's. Of course, I worked out with Chuck Liddell, MMA, UFC fighter. And uh, we're going to show you the, some of the workout. It was I had so much fun. It is so awesome. And I can't wait to uh, share that with you. Tonight at 10, set your DVR, Hannity, Fox News. Hey, listen, one thing has changed my life so much for the better. My pillow. I met Mike Lindell. He's the inventor of my pillow. And if you don't get the perfect night's sleep, my pillow is going to change your life. It's changed mine. You're going to get to sleep sooner, you're going to stay asleep, and you're going to get the best night's sleep possible. Now, they have a website, MyPillow.com, and you, or you can call 800-919-6090. Just mention my name, Hannity, and right now, 
You buy one my pillow from Mike, he's going to give you a two for one offer. You get two for one, and you'll discover why my pillow is the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. Let me tell you a few other things about my pillow. Made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Sixty day money back guarantee, ten year warranty. You can wash it, dry it, just like your favorite pair of blue jeans. So don't spend one more sleepless night on a pathetic pillow that doesn't work for you. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Get the two-for-one offer. Use the promo code Hannity, and you will get the deep, healing, comfortable sleep that you deserve, America. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity.